Welcome to the Prosperity Rx Podcast. This is pharmacist Keith Abel with your prescription for prosperity. This is a podcast where I give you hope. I show you the path to build a life of health, wealth, and prosperity. To build a life that you don't need a vacation from. Folks, we've all messed up by believing some of the prevailing wellness and money myths in our culture. The turning point in your life, however, comes when you're willing to own up to it, to take your health and your finances into your own hands, to claw your way out of whatever's holding you back and never live in that lie again. Let me ask you, what good is your wealth if you have poor health? And what good is your health if you have no wealth? I'll be sharing health, wealth, and prosperity concepts that I've learned from folks like Dr. Joel Wallach, uh, Russell Blayock, Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki, Art Williams, W. Clement Stone, Brenda Burchard, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, and many other folks. You know, concepts that I've learned and that I've successfully implemented in my own journey towards health, wealth, and prosperity. These concepts will help you move from having the attitude that you'll never get ahead, that you'll never win with money, that you can't improve your health, uh, the mentality of you're doomed, that you're stuck right where you are, and you're sulking in that bad luck forever. These concepts and ideas will help you to move toward how you can claw your way out, to move you away from having to live that lie of poor health, being broke, hopeless, with nowhere to turn. If you're willing to own up to it, to accept that you do have the power to change your circumstances, and that you're willing to do whatever it takes, then this podcast is for you. W. Clement Stone in his book, The Success System That Never Fails, said, if you cannot save money, the seed of success is not in you. Humorous Josh Billings said, health is like money. We never have a true idea of its value until we lose it. You truly can change your life and start on the true path for good health, financial peace, and prosperity. So let's get on with the show. Today I want to talk about a topic that uh, you know, many folks prefer not to talk about, but when it comes to financial peace and prosperity, it's a very important topic. Any of you that are following my Prosperity Rx podcast know that I try to stick with topics that relate to what I call your prescription for prosperity. Today, I want to touch on a topic of life insurance. Now, right off, I want to say that I'm I'm not currently a life insurance life licensed life insurance agent. I don't hold uh, current securities and exchange uh, registrations. So I have absolutely no financial interest in the topic beyond my interest in helping my followers reach their financial peace goals through these prosperity uh, prescriptions for prosperity. I'm not going to talk about the, the obvious reasons as to why someone should have life insurance as part of the financial plan. But what I do want to talk about is something that I'm very passionate about and something that when I represented Prudential Insurance was a contentious topic. Uh, The reason why it was such a contentious topic to me is I just couldn't justify, no matter how I looked at it, I just couldn't justify putting a very lucrative commission from selling universal or whole life insurance ahead of the interest of my clients. I, I could sell them term insurance policy, but then you know, help them invest the difference in mutual funds. And, and that's, that's what I uh, prefer to do. Lost one of my lights. So anyway, today I want to talk about why term insurance is by far the best option for meeting your family obligations and why you should invest the difference in either debt reduction or investing the difference for your future financial needs. 
Now, both Dave Ramsey and Susie Orm say you should only buy term insurance. They say that permanent insurance policies like whole life insurance are bad investments because the money uh, that you don't spend, it, you know, because money you don't spend on the wrong insurance policy is money that you can uh, use elsewhere in your budget and in your financial planning. So on this podcast, I'll explain the differences between term and whole life insurance and the five reasons that Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman say that term life insurance is best. But first, let's define something here. Uh, let's define what the difference is between term life insurance and whole life insurance. Uh, some of the key differences between term life and whole, in, whole life policies are with whole life insurance, it offers a guaranteed lifetime coverage if premiums are paid. Uh, it's 10 times to 20 times the cost of term insurance. However, it does have a cash value or some type of investment component, which depending on the term of the policy, may be available for loan with, well, loans or withdrawals during the life of the policy. Uh, on term insurance, uh, usually the coverage is set for a, a certain length of time, 10, 20, 30 years, or maybe a 65, you know, to life age 65, something like that. Uh, the premium payments are generally fixed for a specific length of time. Uh, generally, uh, the premiums are 5 to 10% the cost of the whole life insurance premium. And just like whole life insurance, uh, you know, with, with term insurance, if your premiums aren't paid, your policy lapses. With whole life insurance, if the premiums aren't paid, they take it out of your cash value, and eventually the policy will lapse if you continue not to pay and it runs out of cash value. So remember that whole life insurance is not the only type of permanent or uh, uh, lifetime insurance out there. there. There's universal life and some others as well. But I'm grouping it all together into to one thing for the illustration on this podcast. Now, the first of the five reasons that Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman tell you that uh, uh, you should buy term life insurance is, number one, term life insurance is cheaper than permanent insurance. Term life insurance is not uh, less expensive it's a lot less expensive to buy than permanent policy is. Typically, it's only 5 to 10% of the cost of whole life. Uh, Dave Ramsey says that if a 30-year-old male had a $100 to, to spend in his budget for life insurance, he could only afford to purchase about $125,000 worth of whole life insurance. And that's assuming a healthy person. And that's because it's, it's permanent life insurance. And, and what permanent means is it's designed to last all the way to age 100, or sometimes even longer. And typically, it includes some cash value component to it, meaning if you cancel at some point, you'll get some cash back that's built up in the policy. So why is this important? To get the same amount of coverage on, on term life insurance, it would only cost him about $7 a month. That would leave him about $93 a month, or, or $1,116 per year, that he could apply toward his debt snowball or to invest or, or to save for some other, other reasons. Let me give you some examples. For a 30-year-old, a 30-year term, this is, again, assuming a healthy person, would be about $390 a year, where a whole life policy would cost somewhere around $5,400 a year. For a 40-year-old, that 30-year term might cost $618, but the whole life insurance would cost over $8,000. At 50 years old, 
a 30-year term might cost $1,500, where that whole life insurance policy would cost over $12,000. So you get the point. There's a huge difference in there. And again, those, those are quotes basically for a, a male uh, person that's in perfect health, non-tobacco user, that type of thing. So the prices will vary a little bit depending on what exactly it is that your uh, um, you know, health conditions and all that. The Dave Ramsey, you know, stance on this is very bold. Uh, in the show notes, I'm going to share with you a link to a video that Dave Rams from the Dave Ramsey show, where a fan asked Dave why he recommends term and what's the difference between term and whole life. But a cu couple of the notable quotes from this uh, this video are that term doesn't have any gimmicks or bells or whistles that's built into the investments in, in a whole life. Uh, the lifetime return on investment on a whole life policy is around 1%. Kind of like your savings account is. And no one builds wealth at 1%. And whole life is kind of like the payday lender of the middle class. And Susie Orman agrees. She also is of the opinion that permanent life insurance is way overpriced when it comes to the actual value that you receive from the money that you invest in the policy. She believes that it would be much more advantageous to invest the difference between what you would spend for term insurance versus that what that what what it would cost for the permanent life insurance, such as whole life and universal life. The bottom line is that Susie Orman uh, believes that everybody should buy term. Now the second point, and this one is. Uh, I learned this the first time from a gentleman named Art Williams, uh, and it's buy term and invest the difference. Now, both Dave Ramsey and Susie, uh, Susie Orman say that the money that you save on a term life insurance policy can be better invested elsewhere, and you can earn a higher rate of return on your investment. And that's one of the things that uh, uh, was a problem when I was in the uh, insurance business and representing Prudential. Uh, you know, I saw that, and I believed that a person would be better off. But you know, they wanted you to sell whole life insurance because that's where the most of the profit is for them. And I just could not put those commissions ahead of the uh, well-being of my uh, possible customers or policyholders. Anyhow, most whole life policies, they're not even going to break even for the first 7 to 10 years. Uh, Dave Ramsey says that the average rate of return on a whole life policy over its lifetime is just 2.6%. Now, on a universal life policy, it's a little bit better, but the average rate of return there is 4.2%. That's not keeping up with inflation for the most part. And on the variable life insurance policies, the average rate of return on those is about 7%. On the other hand, the average rate of return on the same mutual funds that would be invested inside the, those universal and, and uh, uh, variable life policies, those same mutual funds that are inside those policies, according to the Consumer Federation of America, would yield you about 12% rate of return. So you think you can out-earn 2.6% in the stock market? Probably can. So what Su Susie Orman's take on, on term versus life insurance, uh, just like Dave Ramsey, uh, she views that it, it's, it's a waste of money. She gets super upset and, and really animated in her, uh, her uh, episodes at the question of whether somebody should buy term or whole life insurance. Uh, on a recent episode, and again, I'll, I'll include the uh, link to this on, in the show notes, she had a discussion with a 39-year-old man who had recently bought a $1 million whole life policy, uh, and she, he wanted to know what he should do about it. 
and she suggested that that he should cancel the policy. First off, uh, you know, he bought it for his wife and, and to take care of his wife. And, you know, right, right away he, she's saying you should cancel that policy because it's going to cost you about 10 times as much over the term of the policy, over the 30 years. And, and they could be saving, you know, about $900 a month from what he's paying by buying term insurance. And, you know, they can invest that $900 a month in savings and create a million dollars in their own investments over time. Number three point, what type of life insurance do you really need? Now, having spoken about the rate of return on the investment in the whole life and universal life, you might be thinking that the return is not important to you because you need that lifetime coverage. Well, very few people actually need permanent lifetime coverage. Uh, if, if you're prudently planning for the future, and that is you're, you're paying down your debts and you're investing for your future, most Americans, anywhere from age to 20 to 50, won't need coverage 30 years down the line. And, and again, I'm, I'll post another video where Dave Ramsey uh, discusses this. You know, nobody needs anything other than term. If you're paying off debt, including your, your, you have a 15-year mortgage, you know, you don't get any longer than that. If you're paying down your debt, including that mortgage, and you're investing 15% of your income, you'll have plenty of savings and have no mortgage at the end, so why would you need permanent life insurance at that point when you're basically debt-free and you have a savings plan? You know, not everybody gets out of debt. You know, I understand that. Not everybody invests 15% of their income or gets a 15-year mortgage. You know, the vast majority of people don't do any of those. But what I suggest people do and what I did back then is I suggest they buy two policies instead of one, you know, and, and stagger the length of the terms. Uh, most insurance agents will try to sell one big policy with a long term, you know, 30 years to age 65, whatever. But why buy for, you know, 30 years or to age 65 especially when you're not going to need it that long? You know, you could save anywhere from 10 to 20% by buying two policies that total the same amount of coverage. One with a shorter term maybe to cover your mortgage and one with a lo longer term to cover the rest of your life. Uh, you know, once that mortgage is paid down, you don't need as much life insurance to continue after that point. So get two policies, one to cover just the length of time to your, your mortgage is, is done and then the other to cover the rest of the time. If you plan prudently for your future, you're not going to need, you know, you shouldn't need insurance beyond 15 years, or at least a big amount of insurance beyond 15 years. And number four is permanent life insurance policies have high upfront expenses. And both Dave Ramsey and Susan Orman also point out that it takes several years before you even begin to reap any benefits from permanent life insurance. And it's true. The entire first year of premiums that you spend on, a, on the permanent life insurance policy goes to the insurance agent who sold you the policy. Again, that's one of the things I had an issue with when I was in that business. Uh, you know, uh, it's good for the agent, but it's bad for you. According to Dave Ramsey, it can take up to another two years of premium payments to account for all the additional expenses that are involved with whole life policies. If you take our 
earlier example for the savings that you would get from a permanent life insurance by opting into term, uh, remember the, the permanent life insurance was $100 a month, the term insurance was $7 a month, which saved them $93 a month. If you take that $93 a month over that first three years, that's the point when you finally have paid for all the expenses in a whole life policy, you would have saved over $3,348 in that three years. So I want you to think about that a minute. And the last point, number five, is permanent insurance is misleading. One of the other irritating things about permanent insurance, according to both Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman, is that the cash value accumulation feature is somewhat misleading. If you buy a $250,000 permanent life insurance policy, then that's what your beneficiaries would get when you die. And people get this wrong. Some people are mis mistakenly under the impression that you get the face value of the policy plus the cash value accumulation. And, and, that, and that's not true. At the point of death, you get the death benefit cash amount and you don't get the accumulation of, of the cash value at that point. You just get the $250,000. You know, with all the fees and, and loans and everything that, that, that you might have taken over time, and if you let your dividends from your policy, your whole life policy, make the insurance payments, then you might even get less than a $250,000 cash value because you're going to have to pay back those loans. Your beneficiaries are going to be paying back those loans before they get the, the, the benefits. And one of the other things, too, is with all these fees and everything that are hidden inside life insurance policies, you know, Warren Buffett says that he doesn't invest in anything that he doesn't understand. And guys, you shouldn't either. When, take, when, when talking to another caller on her show, uh, Susie Orman, uh, she was talking to a 39-year-old man who had bought that million-dollar life insurance policy. And it was a policy that his friend pitched to him. And she discussed what he should do instead. And she, re she revealed to him in that episode just how much money his friend stood to make off that purchase and what he could do with that money instead by not getting the, the million-dollar whole life policy. One, one observation I'd like to add to Susan, Susie's uh, analysis uh, from, from a former life insurance agent's perspective is that just because a broker stands to make a lot of money off a policy, that in and of itself doesn't make whole life bad. It's all the other things involved with it that make the whole life bad. So let's look at a, a typical quote for term and whole life, ex, uh, uh, life insurance and let's extrapolate out the investment earnings on that whole life side of the policy and compare that to the buy term and invest difference uh, strategy of Art Williams which is also Susie Orms and Dave Ramsey's approach. So let's take a 40 year old male in great health that's looking at a half a million dollar life insurance policy. An annual 30 year term premium for half a million dollars for that 40 year old male would be about $609. Where the annual whole life premium for that same male, half a million, 40 year old male, would be $8,000. That's an annual savings of $7,397 on that term insurance. So let's see what happens if you invest that savings of $7,397 at 7.5% every year for the next 30 years. By purchasing term life insurance instead of whole life insurance and investing the annual savings, $7,397 at 7.5%, you would have invested a total of $221,000 over that 30 years. 
but your investment would have grown to $829,000 in that 30 years. As you can see, buying term, saving that $7,397 a month, or a year, and investing it is a huge amount of money. So let's look at another way. The cost of the whole life insurance policy over that 30 years is $240,000. The cash value at 30 years is $487,000. That's a difference of $246,000. Subtract what he paid and what the cash value is. That's an accumulation of $246,000. The cost of that term insurance over 30 years would have only been a little over $18,000. And then, of course, the amount you invested. So, again, the same amount of investment, $240,000 total, between the term policy and the investing the difference. The value of that investment would be $829,000. That's $342,000 more than what the term insurance, the whole life insurance would be. That's half a million dollars more than what you would put into the program yourself. So, if you, if you, took that savings and you invested it, earning 7.5% rate of return per year, you'll make an extra $342,000 over and beyond the cash value that would be in the whole life policy. Plus, with the whole life policy, if you passed away at year 29 and 11 months, all your family's gonna get is $500,000 death benefit. They're not gonna get that cash value. With term insurance, they're going to get that cash value of $500,000, and they're going to get nearly another $800,000 that's in your investments from that time. You know, and no, this is only for illustrative purposes, and, and you know, there's some nifty things that you can do with your whole life policy during your life that will affect that, like you can borrow from it, or you can use the dividends to pay your premiums. And you know, any dividends that you use to pay the premiums reduces that cash value and any loan that you that you take out on that whole life insurance reduces the cash value and reduces the death benefit as well so you got to remember those things as well now if you're comparing term to whole life insurance you'll want to talk to an independent insurance agent because they can access and research dozens of companies so you can be assured that they'll find you the best policy at the most affordable rates and if you have health concerns don't let that dissuade you because they can give you valuable advice and help you to find policies that suit you. Folks, this has been another episode of the Prosperity Rx Podcast where we share with you your prescription for prosperity. Now's the best time to start taking control of your life. And as a loyal listener, I've put together a free course that you can take that will walk you through the steps of setting up and following a spending plan so your family can also get on the road of financial peace prosperity. To get that course absolutely free, visit spendingplanclass.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you like and share it. And in future episodes, I'll be covering many topics to teach you how to improve and to take control of your health, as well as topics that encourage savings and debt freedom. After all, what good is your health if you have poor wealth and have no wealth? And what good is your wealth if you have poor, poor health? So be sure to subscribe to my podcast on, on your favorite podcast platform. It's Prosperity Rx Podcast. And, and be sure to subscribe to my blog, ProsperityRx.com.